I'm Carrie Brett, and this is Shot at Love. The truth is, we are so much stronger and smarter than we think, especially when it comes to dating. Today's guest is Dolores Jones. She's the comeback coach who helps women transform their lives and bounce back better, not bitter, despite diversity and bad decisions. Sometimes we don't give ourselves enough credit while forgetting our value and worthiness. Is it possible that we're holding ourselves back from fear of rejection, failure, or success? In this week's episode, Dolores will discuss the main fears we encounter in love and how to overcome these obstacles. She'll also share strategies around doing the unfamiliar while encouraging us to face our fears and do it anyway, because you'll be amazed at what's truly possible and why it's time to take responsibility for our decisions and why we should stop playing small because we have the power to design the life we want. You won't want to miss it, so stay tuned. Dolores Jones is an award-winning broadcast journalist, TV personality, and motivational speaker. She's the author of the book, Stop the Dumb Stuff, a woman's guide for being responsible for the relationships we're in and the decisions we make. Dolores was an honored guest on The Oprah Winfrey Show and featured in the book, Come On People, on the path from victim to victor for her rise from poverty to prosperity. She's a regular guest and contributor for CBS, NBC, Fly Nubian Queen Network, The Examiner, NPR, and other local media outlets. She received a master's degree in social work and bachelor's degree in broadcast journalism from the University of Missouri. Her story of going from destitute to drive-time diva led to a full feature story in the Kansas City Star newspaper. It is my honor to welcome Dolores to the show today. So without further ado, welcome Dolores Jones. Hi, Dolores. Hi, Carrie, with your beautiful self. How are you doing? <laughs> Good. I'm excited for today, and your story is amazing. Tell us a little bit about your story and how you, you how you learned valuable lessons around relationships that were causing you a lot of problems in your life. Well, you know they say that sometimes we learn three ways. We learn through education, observation, and revelation. <laughs> so let's just say that when I started out dating, I didn't have a lot of education, nor did I have a role model. My mother was a single mother. Uh, she was 15 years old when she had me. And I have two younger brothers that are younger than I. And But unfortunately, my mom passed away of an overdose. And she was just 21 years old, and I was five. So my understanding of love in that particular situation became one of me catering to everybody's need because I had a fear of abandonment, right? right? Nobody wants to go to an orphanage. And so it was more of like they say you, um, you go along to get along. And it wasn't until I honestly, in my 30s, that I realized that I really had a voice, or maybe going into my 30s, that I really had a voice. So my understanding of relationships were basically me giving, 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 and never, ever expecting what I wanted in return. I will say what caused that, I think back about a conversation with my great grandmother. She lived to be 92. And I had broken up with the man that I was going to marry. I should have married. He was 
32, I was 23. And the reason I got caught with this particular person, notice I said caught up with him, is I was at a church and they had people, you know, with prophecies and I was so young in my faith and my understanding of what God would allow for me that I began to follow a script based on false information. So that just kind of put a pin right there. So I really thought I had to marry this guy. But when I was talking to my grandmother, I was telling her about how he, he, he dumped me. You know, I met him at church. He had an ex-wife. She came back to the church. She got back in the choir. And next thing I know, he was creeping. And let me just tell you, uh, Karen, I've come a mighty long way because I have what they call a brick ministry, a B-R-I-C-K. So I put a few bricks through the window, okay? We can talk about that later. <laughs> but when I went to tell my grandmother, because I went to tell my grandmother, so he ended up marrying this woman, and they had a child, and I went away to college. Well, remember that false prophecies in the back of my mind? I'm thinking, I have to marry this guy, so that means I'm trying, I have to accept his mess, because isn't that what God does, you know? So, but, but the turning point for me was when he came back into my life, because he eventually divorced the woman again, just, just trifling. But I was talking to my great-grandmother, and I said, grandmother, but these are the things that he did. And she said, but he chose you. That was not the best thing to hear, because what it said to me was, you need to wait for him to choose you. You don't have a right to choose him. And I really didn't realize that for several years. But now that I am very aware, as my book says, I know how to stop the dumb stuff. And dumb stands for destructive, unsettling, miserable behavior. Right. So one of your downfalls was you chose the wrong partner, which really derailed your life for the time being. How did you overcome that challenging time or what did you learn about yourself when you finally decided to leave? Well, I learned to trust myself. I learned to trust myself. I, I had to really go back and look, you know, they talk about confidence. You, you build your confidence through competence. And so what I had to do is look at, girl, wait a minute. You lost your mother when you were five years old. She passed a heroin overdose. You live in an abandoned home when you were 17 and you bathe in the basement of a college in your hometown that you caught the bus to two hours before your teachers got there. Then you graduated and went on to the number one journalism school, right? And I had forgot to look at my accomplishments. And those accomplishments were telling me, girl, you got what it takes. You're not some damsel in distress. You got a mind. You're beautiful. You're stunning. God loves you. You love God. And one of the things I did learn is, you can be struggling, baby, but you don't have to be stupid, okay? And once I came to myself, I just had to realize you can do better than this. And one of the ways that I was able to affirm and reaffirm that, Carrie, was I started attending women's conferences. And I remember going to a conference in Chicago. Now, I was married at the time and very unhappy. And when I went there, I was in a workshop and it was called if you're looking for charming, why are you kissing frog? So when it was time to give comments or ask a question, I began to speak. And after I finished, 
the presenter and the crew, they said, why aren't you up here teaching this? See, I never knew what I had. Right. And when you don't know what you have, you settle for, you settle for what is left. Right. But you had. So once I started to get that, I stayed in that vein. Right. Right. See, I think you were in, in survival. Okay. So you were a master. So whatever you set your mind to, you could do. Mm -hmm. So despite the drugs in the home, the loss of your mother, living in an abandoned home, you still managed to graduate with honors, with straight A's. Where did you get the discipline? Because you didn't see what you had, what you had mm -hmm. it all along. But you have a special kind of courage because not many people could succeed and thrive in that adversity. How did you get all these superpowers? Well, thank you for calling them superpowers. One day I will share this is a really funny story because I was divorced and my son was about four years old and I had walked away from the house and everything. You know, when it's time to go, it's time to go. You just take your stilettos and get the step in. <laughs> we were in this one bedroom house, one bedroom, and he was watching, uh, what do you call it? The, the Power Rangers. He was watching the Power Rangers. And I left him, left him there watching the Power Rangers so I could go into my room and get on my knees and pray. And I left the door cracked a little bit because, you know, you got a little one. You got to pay attention. And as I am praying, I start to cry. I'm weeping. And all of a sudden, you can hear the door coming open. And I look, and there's my four-year-old son. And he comes up to me and he says, Mommy, you're crying. And I say, yeah, Ricky, mommy's crying. And he took his little right hand and he wiped my tears. And then he looked at me and he said, mama, you're the pink ranger. Oh, that's nice. See, children, they're amazing. And I feel like my daughter was so strong and I had to just rise up when she was little to get through all the hard times because when you're a mother, you don't have a choice. Now, the other thing about you is that you have this imaginary crown and you hold this queen energy and you can make amazing things happen in your life and you're a mad powerhouse when it comes to manifestation. You got on Oprah. She gave you a book deal but you didn't do it because you were afraid. Can you talk about this experience? Because we're going back for Oprah. <laughs> Oprah, if you're listening, we're coming. <laughs> I believe in second chances. I believe if she gave you the book deal for the first time, she'll give it to you again because your story is more powerful now because you could identify that you had this fear of success. Thank you. Right? Can you talk about getting over the fear of success or what you learned from that Oprah experience? Oh, <laughs> let's see. Well, the Oprah experience for me was mind-blowing. It took 18 years because I kept the vision in front of me, wanting to be as free as she was. And when I was chosen for that opportunity, you know, they say like minds, uh, think alike, and then you can get to the pinnacle of meeting someone that you admire that much, and then they look you in the eye and say, you have an incredible story. 
And as I went on stage with her, of course, I was nervous and I'm crying and I can still see this silk red dress, wrap dress I had on. And I'm going to walking towards Oprah and I go, I'm in the book. And she goes, I know. She had already read about me. And I'm just this girl from Kansas. You notice I said, I'm just this girl from Kansas. Mm -hmm. And then when I turned, she captured the pictures for me. She had a photographer. She thought that much of me. I was also able to show Oprah my vision board. Those work. My vision board with her picture next to my business card. So what that did for me, it was proof that it was possible and that I actually had what it took. As long as I didn't give up, yeah. that it was going to be uncomfortable. But like you introduced me, you said, you can bounce back better, not bitter. Now, I'm not going to say it's just education that's going to get you there. I believe in the whole body, the mind, body, spirit, and soul. I believe I'm a spirit in a body. You know, I'm a, I'm a spirit in a body having an experience. You see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. That way, my focus is more on my spiritual strength. And I give a lot of credence and development there. I I use my mind. I reprogram my mind. So that's how I began to start to believe in myself. And you're going to have little victories along the way, right? Right. And and you just start keeping, you know, keeping keeping total of those things. Uh, There was an activity that someone told me to do years ago. And they said, get your folder. and all of the positive accolades you've received from cards that people sent you because you helped them or your teachers said it, put them in a folder. And on the days you're feeling less than and weak, go back and read those because that's the truth. That's an example of you at your best self. And it's true. Right. And right now experiencing what I'm at, where I'm at, I went and found two letters of recommendations that I used back in college to land an internship in New York for the International Radio and Television uh, Association. And so when I began to read those, I read those out loud to myself, I said, you need to be reminded of this. Right. And so that's one way that you keep, you know, you, you build the foundation and then you keep adding to it. Right. Well, the other thing about you that I love and is so special is that you're the queen of comebacks. So you get knocked down, but you know what? You just put yourself out there in situations. Like you've told stories where you've gone to these women's conferences and you see the list of speakers. You're not on the list. You're just going to the conference and somehow... (laughs) <laughs> you'll just get up and speak at that conference or you'll, you'll be like, Hey, you forgot to put my name on this list. I deserve to be here. I deserve a seat at the table. And when you get up on stage, <laughs> that's your gift. Like you can, you have this amazing power to speak. And I saw a video of you and I was blown away. And you talk about being the queen of comebacks and how the queen is the most powerful piece on the chessboard. So in the chessboard of life, the queen, yes. the queen can move what stands in her way. And so you made yourself a queen and you wore that, say, invisible crown and you held yourself mm-hmm. at a high value. And I know a lot of people 
struggle believing in themselves. But if they just could have that inner queen energy, they could pull in so many things in their lives. So why should we all harness this queen energy for ourselves, especially when dating or starting over? Well, first of all, you have to know that you're a queen, right? Mm -hmm. You have to know that you're a queen. And in order to start to accept it, you must hang around quality, only quality people. Les Brown calls it OQP, only quality people. People who you can see yourself in. You notice I said see yourself Mm -hmm. because sometimes we suffer from possibility blindness. That's what Les Brown talks about. Mm -hmm. I would say as you start to, for example, when you have a good victory, Carrie, do you ever say to yourself, I did that thing? No, I don't. Or do you wait for somebody else? Okay. That's the start. Right. You have to accept the fact that you did that. Even if you did it not as wonderfully well as you thought you should, you did that. Right. And, and don't leave it open for discussion. That's the challenge. We tend to seek affirmation and validation on the outside. But there was a movie that Denzel Washington was in, and it was called Inside Man, right? Mm-hmm. So you have to go inside of the woman that you are and begin to work from the inside out. That goes to your mind, your ability to assert yourself, your ability to forgive yourself, your ability to redefine what love looks like for you, right? Right. And remember when my grandmother said, my great-grandmother said, he chose you. No, baby, you're the catch. Right. And when we understand that, now I'm going to approach it differently because my job isn't to impress you. Your job is to impress me. Why am I supposed to be in this relationship with you? If you have a vision, in other words, you know what you're about, you start looking for certain qualities. (laughs) And Carrie, you know, I've told you the story before. And one day, um, you know, I, like I told you, I'm a spiritual person and, and I've been single now for, oh my God, over like 15 years or so by choice. Notice I said by choice, right? Because once you know what it is you deserve, you're not going to settle unless you're horny. I mean, can I say that for real? Okay. <laughs> so one day I uh, was just putting myself out there and there was this guy I really liked, but I knew it wasn't going to go anywhere, but the bedroom. Right. And I wanted more. And so it's like God kept me on the shoulder. He said, listen here, young lady, you are beyond somebody making you feel good. You are supposed to be dealing with someone who helps you fulfill the purpose I have in your life. I was like, oh, my God. Hmm. And the word I heard was no more strange men in your bed. And I was like, well, God, I know him. I know Jerry. You know, I was just like, I know Jerry. I know him. (laughs) I know him, but I knew what God was saying. Yeah. So I went through this process of throwing away my bedding. Wow. And sometimes you have to do those things. Yeah. I did. I threw away my sheets and my pillows and I just went and created a whole new space for the queen that I am. Right. And I started using different standards, right? Some of us don't have standards. Right. Yeah. Yeah. You're like, I'm not going to wash jerry away you're like i'm gonna burn this bed down to the ground (laughs) that's awesome yes you know what you you made me think of something you made me think of something as women 
some of us have a tendency to cater to men, but in my book, Stop the Dumb Stuff, cater, C-A-T-E-R, means to carefully attend to expectations realistically, Mm. okay? Carefully attend to expectations realistically, because you already know that people have unrealistic expectations. And I remember somebody I really wanted, you know, I was like, oh, he's so fine, honey. And he traveled. And next thing I know, now he ain't my man. I mean, I, I, well, you know, they, this is the thing they'll say, let's not label it. It's too complicated. <laughs> boy, uh, bye. <laughs> boy, so bye. Seriously. I, I found my, I, boy, <laughs> bye. I found myself asking him things like, what type of juice do you want when you come home, you know, from your flight? So I'm at the grocery store buying pineapple juice, grape juice, any type of juice he wants. Well, what do you like to eat? Well, I like tacos. So I'm spending my time while he is out traveling, making things comfortable for him while he's in Africa. He doesn't call me for a while. Then when he gets back, I send him a message. I said, is something wrong? He goes, why would you ask that? And I said, because I haven't heard from you. This man said, I don't have to do what I don't want to do. I said, oh, that part right there. I said, you know what, sweetheart? You don't. You approach me. And guess what? Your lack of consistency makes me sick. Right. And I had to drop him like a bad habit. And burn but another bed. <laughs> no, I didn't have to burn that bed, honey. I, I can't keep buying beds. <laughs> But actually, that was the bed. He had been in that bed that that Jerry was in. Okay, come on now. Get out of my bed and chair. Listen, so (laughs) I'm a good girl with nasty tendencies. (laughs) I love talking to you. You bring out the best in me. Uh, But (laughs) it's basically getting real with yourself. I tell myself, as well as women, don't give more of yourself that you can't expect to lose. I'm going to say that again. When you encounter going on a date, don't give more of yourself that you cannot expect to lose. That's like when you loan a friend money, don't expect to get it back. So when you start thinking in terms of that, right. because there's no guarantee, it, there's no guarantee. We, we show up with the representative, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I, and we all do it, ladies. We do it too. I mean, mm-hmm. you show up and you know, oh, yeah. And then, you know, that the thrill starts to wear off, the oxytocin and stuff, right? And and then you're like, what the hell am I doing? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because you got to understand you're a total woman. You're not half of a woman. Yeah. But I'll tell you, once you get this, it is the most liberating and joyful thing ever. Yeah. Well. Ever. I feel like as women, we're always trying to impress and prove that we're worthy. And you feel it's a waste of time to fight to keep up this, you know, image or this representative image, like you said, and it's all an illusion. And you believe that in order to win or to get what you want, you have to let things go and lose to win. So meaning like lose the safety net lose the perfect story like because that that's a waste of time it is a waste of time like trying to knock yourself out Mm -hmm. because they're not doing that yeah so no 
See, when a person sees you as a priority, we make time for what's what's you know important. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a dear friend of mine. He's a love expert, and it's good to hear from a man because men know men, right? Mm-hmm. And he said there's three ways to check a man out: his trash, his treasure, mm-hmm. and what was it? The other thing. And trash is symbolic of the things he's gone through, right? Mm-hmm. Is the things that he has gone through, the broken man or broken little boy he is, and has he taken the time to take responsibility for that and heal himself? Or, or are you seeing the actions of a, a very hurtful person and then he's making excuses because my mama didn't love me and all this? That's the man's trash, okay? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's his trash. Mm-hmm. And you have to really, I didn't say go digging through his cell phone because you might get your feelings hurt, but to look at that. Mm-hmm. Now, when you think in terms of his treasure, have you met his family? Mm-hmm. When you're with treasure, you, you value that. Mm-hmm. You're going to do whatever is necessary mm-hmm. to show and to treat and entreat that particular person, be it your daughter or this. And if you have not, you know, you have no clear understanding of who you are in that space. And the person, you know, they said, stop making people who, who stop making people priorities who make you optional. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. These things are so true. It's so true. So just to kind of keep, keep that. I wanted, to, I wanted to share something before we run out of time. I don't know how much time you got, but I got time for you, Carrie. <laughs> you my friend. <laughs> I love you. Okay. So as I was preparing for my talk today, or my this is a conversation, honey. This is this is we sharing wine and everything. <laughs> we're not we're not wimps, baby. We're winners. But one of the the one of the hottest winners that we could think of is Beyonce, right? Oh yeah, Queen. And so I have this, this yeah, I have this thing I do. People don't know it yet, but you're gonna find out. I create my own music videos in my bedroom <laughs> when I'm feeling sexy. Okay, so. Yesterday, this was the song. It was Upgrade You, right? Okay. And her and Jay-Z, she's telling him, I want to upgrade you. And he said to her, how are you going to upgrade me higher than number one? Okay. And she breaks it down to him. Do you hear me? Let me give you some of this. Let me hear you some of this. Let me see. She said, don't doubt yourself. Trust me. You need me. This ain't no shoulder with a chip or an ego. But what you think they all mad at for me, though, she said, you need a woman, a real woman in your life, taking care of home and still fly. And I'm going to help you build up your account. Better yet, a hook look. Believe me, when you're in the big meetings for the meals, you'll take me just to compliment the deals. Uh-huh. And anyone you caught, caught, anywhere you caught, I'll split the bill. Better yet, a hood look. Believe me, baby, that's for real. And see, she's just like, oh, my God, what, what is he talking about? But he said something. He's the block. And she said, but I'm the light to, I'm the light that keeps the block on. Yeah. See, yeah. Right. You have to know you add something. I said, girl, come on with it. Yeah. Come on with it. How great would it be to find the love of your life? The man of your dreams. Do you believe online dating would work if you had the right tools to be successful? Well, I have exciting news. I've created your best 
shot at love masterclass. I cannot wait to share with you what's worked for me in my life and for many of my clients that have helped over the years. If you enroll in this class, you have a winning mindset and believe in getting help before you start something new. If you're ready to see changes in your dating life and want to take action, check out my free webinar at shotatlove.co. If you decide you're going to choose another path, that you're worth it and you're willing to enroll in the masterclass, you can also register at shotatlove.co. I designed this masterclass specifically for you to be successful. Please know that everything you're going to learn in these nine modules and six coaching calls has been carefully curated for you so you can gain the success you truly want. I will be there for you the whole time. In the meantime, I wish you all the success and I can't wait to hear about your story of finding love. I'm Carrie Brett and I will be your mentor and friend through this incredible journey. I love in my big fat Greek wedding when the man says, the husband says to the wife, I'm the head. And she's like, yeah, well, I'm the neck and I can turn the head any which they way I want. <laughs> Come on, upgrade you. Well, I will say this last part of that song. I love it. Beyonce said this part and it really, it slapped me. And she said, I can do for you what Martin did for the people. Ran by men but the women keep the tempo. It's very seldom that you're blessed to find your equal. Still play my part and let you take the lead role. Do you mm. hear me? I love it. This yeah. ain't no competition. <laughs> okay, I'm excited. It's, I'm excited. It's exciting. It's empowering. I'm super you know, and it's like, oh, you got to get the right mindset for dating. And, and a lot of times women have these fancy degrees. They're smart. They're successful. They got it all, you know, a lot of times they have the success to cover up some of the problems and, and we've both, <gasps> both done this. Yeah. And for some reason, they can't leave that guy who treats them poorly, who disappears, you know, for a week. You know, if he's not with you, he's, some, he's with someone else. That's it. If he disappears at, at 7 o'clock, says he's going to be over, and then now he's not there. You got to pay attention to these actions, but women—they make a lot of excuses. They feel badly about themselves. They don't feel worthy. They don't feel like they can get the love piece right. But it's all about what you believe. Get out the vision board. Get out your folder. Change your mindset. What advice would you have for women who don't give themselves enough credit or feel worthy of finding love? Well. First of all, there's a root to everything. Yeah. Studies have shown that what you are exposed to between the ages of zero and five have a direct effect on what you think is possible for yourself. That's huge. Because remember at five, my mom passed away. Mm -hmm. So what did I find? That love leaves you unexpectedly. Mm -hmm. And then I was molested as a uh, 10 year old, but I never told, and I had a male babysitter. I never talked about it, Carrie, until I was 35. I'm 51 now. Mm. And what happened is I asked myself, now remember, I asked myself, you gotta have, learn to have intelligent conversations with yourself. But also I didn't do this by myself. I have a team. I had a counselor, I had a therapist. 
I had to take antidepressants and I still do. And I'll tell you what that's about. But one of the things I learned about that is I watched people mistreat this poor babysitter I had. And I told myself as a child, I would never let anybody hurt him. And so when he started to touch me inappropriately, I stayed true to what I said in my head. And I never told anybody, 10 to 35. Well, I adopted the same behavior. Once I said, I love you, that I would cover up your stuff. Mm. And that's what happened with my first husband and my second husband. Right? Mm -hmm. But once I found the root, I had to go and pick it out and go, oh, girl, this is why you're doing this crazy stuff. Mm -hmm. You can't put makeup on this. So I would tell women, get into some therapy. You need education. Right. You need revelation. Something needs to be revealed to you. And here's the thing. Ask for help. Not because you're weak, but because you want to stay strong. And ask for the help you need until you get it. Right. You deserve that. Right. Well, you deserve that. That's why you wrote the book. And that's why you inspire others to stop the destructive unsettling behavior because in some people yes. for some women these crisis situations can be mm -hmm. very serious you talk about four main fears that people have and I want to talk about how those fears and you don't need to name them all but you can maybe name a few how it holds you back in life and how I can apply it to dating could you share with us some of those fears and maybe some tips of how to address them? Yeah, here's one of them. Uh, fear of success, believe it or not. And you and I have talked about this. They're like, are you afraid of success? I was like, no, I'm not. Well, you're amazing. I know, but I'm afraid anyway. So, but <laughs> what fear of success is really about, <laughs> fear of success is really about changing in order to have what you really want. Mm. We know that change isn't easy. And so when we are, when we become accustomed to a certain environment and we begin to change, people start to take notice. And so you fear the criticism, possibly. Mm -hmm. You fear, well, what if I succeed? Who's going to love me? Because people will walk away. But what if I stay? Some of us are faithful to dead things, right? Mm -hmm. So with that fear, it's like you have to say to yourself, well, if they leave, I'm going to have to keep moving. I'm going to have to keep moving. The other one that I found to be so vitally important is the fear of rejection because we all want to be seen. We all want to be heard. Mm -hmm. So I started to reframe what rejection means. Rejection really is about protection. Mm -hmm. Rejection is really about redirection, right? Mm -hmm. That puts you back in the power seat. Someone said fear stands for two things. One is F everything and run or face everything and rise. Mm. Still I rise. When you are serious about it, it's like the hip hop preacher, E.T. Thomas said, he said, when, when, when you are, are so serious and you want what you what you really want in your life to manifest as much as you want to breathe. Mm. It's a changer. Yeah. Sometimes it takes people going through an illness. Sometimes 
it, it takes people, unfortunately, uh, ended up in the hospital. Mm-hmm. But how many times? And unfortunately, ladies, let's just be real. When we start making excuses for foolishness, mm-hmm. understand how you started, the foundation of it. Listen, it is what it is. Yama said, call a thing a thing. Mm-hmm. But you have to have a sense of what's good for you. Right. And that means you got to take time, self-awareness. They said the largest room in the world is room for improvement. Mm. You can change your mind. You can go in a different direction. Right. What if I fall, Dolores? Get back up. How many times? As many times as necessary. But baby, I don't want you to crack your head open. So get with somebody that can hold you accountable. But most importantly, get real with yourself. Mm-hmm. Get real with yourself. I know we have secret stuff. Some of us got black books still making booty calls. I understand, honey. Okay? Mm-hmm. I understand that. But at the end, on the other side, what's the benefit to you? I mean, what, what are you really getting out of this? Yeah, nothing. Yeah. And I just want you to know that you're amazing. That, that you don't have to allow somebody's opinion to become your reality. Right. But you have to learn to use what you got. And if you lost it, put, it in, put yourself in a position where you can find it. And you have to be in a, within a non-judgmental space. Mm-hmm. You don't need judgment. And you don't need a series of questions. You need to be able to open up and pour out what's holding you back so you can refill your vessel and enjoy yourself. You're not desperate, baby. Don't allow somebody's preference to become your problem. In other words, you meet somebody and he says to you, oh, I, I like women with very long hair, but you bald like uh, Jada Finca is right now because of alopecia. Okay. What, do you start getting mad and trying to pour, pour stuff on your head like a cheetah plant? You're not a, a cheetah pet. <laughs> so if that's his preference, then let him go on down the street to get somebody with long hair, unless you want to wear a wig, baby, or get some weed. But you got to be careful with that because next thing you know, he'll have another preference mm-hmm. and another preference. Mm-hmm. And you'll look up and you won't even know who you are. Yeah. And you'll be drowning in wigs, you know. But you <laughs> got it, baby. Yeah. Yeah. Girl, come on now. Listen. But the, you're the queen. And as you said earlier, Carrie, that as a queen in the, the, the chess game of life, the queen can move things that are in her way. Yeah. Yeah. What's and, in your way? Right. Religious and, beliefs that no longer serve you. Right. And, and when, one of the things that you say is that no one gets to tell you who you are or how powerful you <laughs> are other than you. So, you know, Absolutely. it's up to you what you're going to tolerate. It's up to you what is good enough for you. And you better say that. And if you're thinking about looking through somebody's phone, <laughs> you're not the priority. Because if you feel that way, then there's something wrong. And don't be afraid. You just need to depend on yourself. Don't be afraid to try a new dating app or do something unfamiliar. You have to decide what you're worth and step into this place of being unstoppable. You know how to do that. And you can show others how to do that and how to stop playing small. And you see things 
bigger than they need to be. And if you don't operate that way, then you'll miss opportunities. Can you talk about how you got this belief system? Mm. Or why we should think like Dolores? <laughs> Listen, I think I there's such a cloud of witnesses of the other amazing women that are going to go before us. They've already, they're there. And you're one of them, right? Oh, thank you. Um, I think when you see a strong person, you ask them questions like what makes you strong? Right. But I guess for me, having lost my mom at such a small age, I I started asking really interesting questions, probably that five-year-olds wouldn't ask, ask God. And um, I went to a Bible, a prayer meeting one time. I was 13 years old. And this guy had ran over my dog. And I was crushed. And when I went to the prayer circle, I asked the pastor, I said, Pastor Gray, does God care if I'm sad because somebody killed my dog? He said, baby, God is concerned about everything about you. And something in that conversation clicked within my soul. And from that day forward, I thought, if God cares about me and my doggy, then surely he cares about me, period. And I would say I just started going to places that focused on belief systems because you have faith. The question is, do you have faith in the right thing? Mm -hmm. you, you are committed. The question is, are you committed to the right thing or are you committed to dead things? And as I started to see the fruits, right, I started to produce the fruits. I said, mm, this is tasty. I like it. And the more I did it, the stronger I became. So why would I leave something that helped me? That doesn't make sense. Mm -hmm. So if what you hear me saying, and you want to know what I've done, then ask and then reach out and I can share. But here's the thing. You really are the expert in your life. You just have been convinced that you're not mm, for whatever reason. It's true. And once you find out and we, we deal with that and call it a big fat lie, then now you're going to, and I'm going to tell you, when you start seeing this part of you, honey, it's going to scare you. Mm. It is because you, you've been so comfortable being controlled. And when you see that you're powerful mm. and that you don't need a man, but you want one, you understand that? Yeah. That when you die, the only person going in the casket is you. So why would you spend your life trying to impress all these other people that will come to your funeral? And some of them will not. Mm -hmm. but they'll come and they'll say, Dolores was such a beautiful person. And they'll say, okay, we're getting ready to put her in the ground. Who wants to get in there with her? <laughs> My son ain't going to get in there. Okay. You see what I'm saying? Right. So you notice I'm shifting the perspective. <laughs> I, I'm shifting. Speak what you want to see, not what you heard. Let me say that it. again. Speak what you want to see, not what you heard. Because you've that. heard a lot of stuff. Right. Mm -hmm. That's so good. And we can control and change everything and create the life that we want. And so when we want to yes. make big moves and play big instead of playing small, do we start with small goals or just one thing we can do today that can shift things? What's your thoughts around that? You're so on point, Carrie. You're on point. Yes. But what you call them are intentions. Every day, for the most part, mm -hmm. before I go to sleep, 
I take out my journal and I give thanks. Just three things I'm grateful for. And then based upon the vision that I want for my life, the things that I want, I try to identify at least three intentions or three activities or goals, that's what some people call them, that are going to put me closer to reaching that or put me closer to creating that reality. And then I write, this is all one page, and you start, you let that guide you through your, your, your uh, what do you call it, through your journey. Uh, Dr. Benjamin Hardy, who is an expert on high performance, he said, put the important things first. All that other stuff doesn't matter. Right. So each day, work on something. And I go back and cross my list off. And sometimes I don't make it for that day. So I push it over to the next day. Mm-hmm. But you just want to see that you're consistent, not perfect, but consistent. And then enjoy it. I love that. That's Enjoy such, it. That's yeah. such great advice. Well, I am so grateful. Talk about your gratitude list. I am so grateful for your time today. I absolutely adore you. I think you are so talented so motivational, so brilliant. And thank you so much for coming on the show today. Where can people find out more about you on social media? Well, they can contact you first, honey, because I love what you said. I want your producer to put that on the loop. I absolutely adore you. I think you are so talented, so motivational, so brilliant. You know, loop that for (laughs) me right there. I can just push play. I absolutely adore you. I think you are so talented so motivational, so brilliant. Loop it, loop it, loop it. Uh, actually, yeah, just loop that for me, please, sir, okay? I absolutely adore you. I think you are so talented, so motivational, so brilliant. Uh, I'm on Instagram, and my handle is at my, M-Y, comeback coach. Great. That probably is one of the best ways to leave me a message. Uh, I do accept emails and uh, Carrie also, I would like to direct them to my Facebook. Okay. Uh, Cause right now we're, we're, you know, doing landing pages because of how powerful this interview is going to be. They're going to come calling me because they love yeah. Carrie uh-huh. and they heard me on Carrie's show. Uh-huh. Uh, so on, on Facebook, it is Dolores, D-E-L-O-R-E-S, May, M-A-E, Jones. And Dolores, the comeback coach. So you can you can find me out there. I got a page called Bounce Back Better, Not Bitter. I love uh, it. With um, Dolores Jones. So either way, they're your loyal listeners. And, and listen, Carrie is important to me. So if you can't find me and you can find Carrie, mm-hmm. I'm going to listen to what she wants. Oh, that's nice. All right. Thank you so much. Oh, thank you so much. And they can also find you on Clubhouse. And you host rooms all the time. So... And for now, our shot at love dating tips that are inspired by our guest, Dolores Jones. Number one, be loyal to the royal in you. And remember, you were born to be a queen and be treated like one. Number two, to feel like a queen is as simple as believing you are one. Number three, you'll never be crowned if you always back down. Don't be afraid to push back when dating and always stay in your power.
I hope you found some of my tips helpful this week. This is what Shot at Love is here for, to help you find love. Keep up the commitment to yourself and commit to helping someone else by sharing this podcast. Remember to stay safe and stay tuned for more episodes. And if you like this show, please subscribe and leave a five-star review. I'm Carrie Brett, and we'll see you next time.